Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living Word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. You missed that. You're missing a major part of this church because that level of fellowship centered around communion and testimony and, 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 a, and a very real sharing of the word was, was just monumental. We were exhausted almost to the point of not being able to get there where we were feeling in our bodies. But once we got there, we were fresh in our spirit so much and the hosts were so amazing and the, and the spirit that was in their home and the spirit was there. So I would, I would urge you, um, be at the Shabbat. It was incredible. To, to watch it and to, to get to be there at that time. It's a good day today, and uh, wow, it's just good to be here. It's good to be in this house and in the middle of everyone. Uh, turn with me in your words real quick to 2 Kings chapter 4. Now, I'm, I love the Old Testament. I'm, I'm, a, I'm probably an Old Testament preacher more than I am about anything else because uh, it's just always blown my mind. I love the Old Testament. I love the the stories and the miracles that are said there, the power of God that is seen so amazingly resident, Lord, in, in so many different instances and problems and circumstances. And, you know, the, these, these people saw a move of God before Christ walked the earth in physical form. They saw it before they had a Jesus to reach out and before they had letters, words that were in red in their Bible they could believe and hear. When I hear of Abraham's faith, how that he believed God <laughs> in the middle of nothing, it blows my mind. When I see Elijah, that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the son of Shaphat that comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden gives the word of the Lord to the people, and, and there's no fanfare, there's no great buildup, but yet he said, God, I'll be used. It's like, wow, where does that faith where does that come from, God? I want to rise from, from that place. And I see an Elisha that's raised up from the, from the life of an Elijah. Man, I'm blown away by, by the things that God would do through him. And then we'll go through Moses, and uh, who we've got with us today visiting. He's here for... Um, <laughs> he'll let you read the commandments later if you'd like. <laughs> He introduced me, he said, hello, I'm Moses. I said, dude, I've been wanting to meet you forever, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can we talk later? <laughs> Got some questions about the bacon pork thing. <laughs> I really love bacon. <laughs> and uh, when we see what God does and how he moves and Old Testament is just so beautiful. I'm not trying to negate the... The beauty of what Christ did in the New Testament, but I'm trying to ask you, don't ignore the Old Testament. Just because we're in a new covenant, don't ignore the old covenant that laid the foundation, the groundwork for us to get to the new covenant. Because there are things in there that will blow your mind teaching-wise and, and revelation-wise. And One of those this morning I'd like to somewhat share with you. Could I get a bottle of water? Do I, have, I have one right there. Thank you, love. Boy, I love me some water. Goodness gracious. Um, the uh, You are amazing angel gift of God. Oh, my goodness. Thank the Lord for 
the woman of, of the woman of God of the house, first lady. But now these people are like, what? <laughs> I will knock it to you. It will hit me and deflect. Um, the word of God says this in the eighth verse of the fourth chapter of the book of Second Kings. It says, and it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where there was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he comes to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and he laid there. Father, I thank you for your goodness and mercy, Lord God, for your grace that's on us for everything that you would do and speak and show us today, Lord God, every bit of blessing, God, that you have for our lives. And Father, I just claim today, Lord Jesus, just, just your moving, your spirit, you speaking, God, not me. Father, I claim that we can hide behind the cross today, Lord Jesus, and you would come forward and minister to every person in this room, Lord God. And Father, even beyond them, God, through the word that you'll graft into our hearts today, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. We bless you, Lord, for you are a good God. You're an amazing God, and you love us so much. You sent your Son for us, Lord God, and you continually reveal your word, your purpose, your plan to us. Even when we are obstinate against that plan, you still continue to us, continue to give it to us, Lord Jesus. Father, out of grace and mercy and love, we bless you, Father. We thank you today, Lord, and we just ask that you do what you will. Bless our family and our pastors where they are. In the mighty matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everybody said, Amen. You know, there's something that I ended there with for just a moment that I, that I want to say to you real quick and I want to exhort you in. Um, there's something to being a pastor of a church. There's something that's more than just kind of, I, I want to take a couple of scriptures and I want to read it to you. There's a weight that's carried. There's, there's a heaviness that comes over the pastor's family and over so many things to make them be and benefit. And there, there's a burden of prayer. There's a burden of walk. There's a burden of care that comes on. And I learned years ago from a, a church that I was really, really close with, a church that has about 300,000 people in it in Bogota, Colombia. And this church did something very amazing. They believed in something, and from it they were so blessed. Every time, they, every time they ate, whether it was spiritual or physical, they did one thing. At the end of their prayer, when they ate, physical or spiritual, they blessed their pastor. They said this, if we are 300,000 people and, and we bless our pastor every time that we eat, that means there are a million prayers a day going up for our pastor. How can God help but bless our pastor if we're lifting a million prayers a day to him to remind him to do so? And if he's blessed, we're blessed. 
If he walks strong spiritually, we walk strong. If he's strong physically, we're strong. If he's strong financially and family-wise, if he's blessed, we'll be blessed. If he's not, we're not. I mean, I remember the days uh, way back 30 years ago plus, I was the ch- uh, 35 years ago probably, no, 33, 30. Two years ago, I was the youth, a children, one of the children's pastors and eventually the head youth pastor for a man named Jimmy Swaggart. Um, some of y'all might have known the name. He was an evangelist that was over TV and he was greatly known, powerful around the world. And he fell into sin. I mean, he walked into a, a sinful situation that all of a sudden, for, for a, a large way, ruined it would have seemed his ministry. And I was one of those people that sat under him. And so now I had to deal with everything he dealt with. I went through so much. um, And I thank God for it because of how it built me and made me. But I understood from a very early age, if your pastor is not blessed, you will struggle in blessing your authorities. Think about it. If any family member here, if you've got children, if you're blessed financially, your children are blessed financially. If you're blessed spiritually, your children have a fresh word spiritually. If you're blessed financially, um, physically, maritally, then your children are blessed. When you're not, they walk through struggle. It's the same thing with your pastor. So I, I put a challenge everywhere that I speak. I challenge people for this. I ask people to take a challenge with me that for the next 30 days and see if it doesn't change your life, your focus at your pastor, your focus at what you're doing, change what's around you. If for 30 days you take a challenge that every time you eat, physical or spiritual, as you bless that food, that you will bless your pastors. Will anybody take that challenge with me? That for the next 30 days, that every time you eat, and I mean it, when you close out your meal, you close out just like that. And the Father asks that you bless my family and bless my pastors where they are, God. And if the Lord gives you something to pray deeper on that, then you pray it. But it'll start to make a focus. It'll give you a target spot where you might not be actually doing it. You might be passing through your prayer and skipping over the person that needs to be blessed for you to really be walking in a spiritual blessing. It gives you a target, a focus point for that. So I want to encourage you in that, that every time you eat, physical or spiritual, over the next 30 days, you bless your pastors, your, 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 both. Your, your, your pastora y pastor y pastora. In Spanish, that's male and female pastors, the, the family that pastors you, that you bless them. Anybody take the challenge with me? One more time. Let me see those hands. That is real. Please walk that you will It will change your life, your church, everything around you if you will walk in that order. You know, this word today comes in a place that to me is very similar, that sort of thing. Because we see this word from a person named Elisha. We don't see it from Elijah. We see this happening from Elisha. Elisha is not the what was not the the original. Elisha was the was the what um, was the servant of what was the original kind of prophet of this day, uh, a, a, one that God says no greater a memo was born. I mean, just an amazing, incredible man that God raised up named Elijah, and Elijah would have somebody that he laid his cloak over, his mantle over. He set a calling on Elisha's life and said, walk with me. Come this direction with me. 
And when he did that, he didn't automatically say, here's your place, here's authority. I want you to start speaking to everybody. I want you to minister to the prophets. I want you to go out and do this and that. He gave him a spot for him to serve. Now, now when we see the word of God in the second chapter of 2 Kings, we will see that the word of God tells us that Elisha asked for the double portion from Elijah. He'll receive that double portion, and we know because Elijah had 16 major miracles in the word of God. Elisha had 32 major miracles in the word of God that are attributed to his life. As we see, we understand that, we know, we can go, wow, that's incredible. We see the double portion that happens in his life. That's amazing. And as we see the double portion, we say, where did that come from? Did that come from God making him such a great person and giving him such great authority? It came from the word of God says this about Elisha. Even though Elisha has more major miracles than any other person in Scripture other than Christ, nobody out miracles Elisha. He's still known all the way through the word of God as the one who poured water on the hands of Elijah. Even though he has more miracles, he's not known as, wow, the best. He's known as the servant of Elijah. He's known as a servant of that. What a great, what a great story. What a great line for us to follow. That it's not that we make ourselves great. It's that we make ourselves a servant. And as we make ourselves a servant, God gives us a place to be great in the place of our service. That he builds us from that spot. He raises us from that. It's not that we're targeting greatness. We're targeting servantness. And when God sees that, he targets greatness through our life that ends up taking us with it. So we see this passage today. We see it come from the life of Elisha. We see this beautiful passage. And the word of God tells us, it says in this, it says, And it fell on a day. That Elisha passed to Shunem. You know, you know it, it felt, I love this saying, it fell on a day. You know, there are days that God's got set for the middle of your life for things to actually come into the middle of you. And it's something that you have to be aware. There's a day that I met this woman right here. There's a day that I met her. It, it wasn't like any other day. It was a special day. Angels sang to me in the morning. Uh, the, the sun rose and glowed upon me all day. The, the, the ground was softer than it would normally be. It was, it was wonderful. I saw flowers everywhere. And then she appeared. It was amazing. It was a day. Amen. It was a good day. <laughs> Are you recognizing the days God's given you? It fell on a day that you met Pastor Joseph. It fell on a day that you walked into this place. It fell on a day that you walked into a spot that you heard the gospel for the first time. It fell on a day. Are you understanding that there are days that have to be paid attention to? There's things that you've got to notice. Things that come along you. And, and, and you don't just need to pass by every moment. But it needs to be that that connection when it happens. That spot when you walk into it. That something sparks in your spirit. That you're ready for God to bring you the day. You've got to be ready for God to reveal to you the day. You can't get so caught in the mess of the day and the mundaneness of the day or the problem of the day that you're not looking for the day, that you're not understanding the day, that you're not trying to realize the day. God, what do you have today? What are you setting today? God, is this the day? It says, and it fell on a day. 
It just came that certain day. So you might be waiting for your breakthrough. And if you're focusing too much on your problem from what you need to be broken from, you might miss the day that he's going to break you through that situation. You might miss what he's trying to give you and trying to bring about to you and trying to work in the middle of you because you're so focused on everything else that you're not noticing the day. Has God sat in Elisha in your car before? Has he walked Has he walked in Elijah by your desk to, to, to throw a mantle over you? Has he, has he done things in your midst that you've not noticed because you've been so focused everywhere else other than on God, what are you doing in this day for me? What are you making? God, is this the day? What will you do this day? I look for this day. It says so poignantly to me and it fell on a day that he went to Shunem. Just fell on a day. It's something certain, very particular. The Elisha passed by Shuman, where there was a great woman, and she constrained him to stay and eat bread. Let me ask you something. Let me notice something here. It takes a great woman or a great man to be wanting to constrain the presence of God to wait with him. What are you great at? What, what, what are you great at functioning in? What is the purpose that you put yourself towards? What are you trying to make so in your life? She was a great woman, and she's great. Okay? It takes a great woman, a great man, to constrain the presence of God to stay with him. It takes somebody that's not looking at the normal. I don't want to be the ordinary guy. I don't want to be somebody that just floats through society and lets days pass. I want to see and watch the presence of God can stay with me. I want to constrain the will and the purposes of God to line up where I'm at. But it takes me being more than just a normal person that's ready to be a fly on the wall or just let things happen. It takes me focusing out a little bit different direction it takes me going a little bit stronger in certain ways it takes me putting things what are you making in your life that lines you up with constraining the presence of God and doing the things that God would call you towards what are the things that separate you from this world that make you a great person that God would say it took a great man named Moses it took a great man named Stevie Wonder it took a great woman says and it took a and it was a she was a great woman who constrained what do you do in that line that you make yourself beyond the normal that you're saying god I, how many people let, let me ask it this way how many people did elisha pass by that never constrained him to stay and eat with him let me say it like that are you the person that's allowing God to pass by you and not stay in sup? Or are you walking in such a way that you constrain Him? God, I feel you this morning. And I don't want you to leave. Stay here. Word of God tells that we we are around, we, we were ministered to and in the midst of angels unaware many times, that many times the angels are the presence of God, that many times people that are according to the presence of God walk in and out of our life and we don't even notice it. Are you in a spot to where you will notice the presence of God that you will not just let it pass by, but you'll constrain that to stay with you? It takes something a little bit more than normal. It takes opening up your home and saying, I need you to all come in. I'll even provide food. 
because I want this presence in my home. I need you to hear what I'm saying today. I, I need this presence in my home because I know it might cost me a little bit in the Friday, on a Friday night that should be my weekend. It might cost me some money financially for food and it might cost me time to go across town or it might cost this and that and the other. But golly, if I can have in my house all these people that carry the presence of God, if I can have my pastors and these people walk in and they'll sit in my home, then my home will be full with the presence of God. If I can let that fellowship be in there, if I can let that, 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 that offering of communion be in there, if I can let that be in the midst of me, then it's going to bring something to my home. I want to be Obed-Edom, and I want the ark to stay at my house. I want it to rain on my threshing floor. I want it to be in the place where I produce. I don't want it to pass by. Put it here. Put it here. And it took a great woman great woman and the word of God says she constrained what are you willing to do in walking for that are you just letting it pass by and there's something about getting up early and praying there's something about seeking the Lord in different ways there's something about staying in the spirit of worship there's something about walking with different people in a different way that you constrain yourself you set yourself a certain direction that you don't do certain things and you really do other things you set yourself in a certain place that you linger in certain spots that you ask this that you do that that you love regardless that you put yourself in a place that opens you up for that kind of move. There's something there to be said. And the Word of God says that that she constrained him as he passed by. And how many did he pass by that never constrained him? But a great woman said, stay here. And she passed by. And he was oft. And he sat in. And And it was that as oft as he passed by, He turned in thither to eat bread. He made a regular communion spot with her. See, there's there's almost a gradient life that starts to pick up in the middle of us. That when we're we're beyond the normal, and I don't just want the regular, I don't want to just go to church and get my little bit. I'm ready to have the presence of God regular in my life. That something comes on. And then at that move, I'm not just wanting the presence of God, but I'm looking for it now out in the day. And I'm constraining it to stay with me. And then at the next spot, I want it every time that it comes by. If we watch, there's a gradient thing with her life all the way to this certain point that the word of God says that every time he passed by he turned into where she was at and then finally she says these words because if we if we become and walk that eventually if we'll keep ourselves in that spot God takes us to a deeper and a deeper and a deeper level but you don't get to the deeper level just because you want to jump in it one day you get to the deeper level because you've climbed it over a time you've let God work it out in you here and then here and then here and then he brings you here you've decided way back here I want that there and you start to walk that that direction because eventually she says and she said to her husband this is after she first saw him come by the first time and she noticed him and she constrained him to stay and then she walked in herself a certain way that he stopped there every time that he went by and now if we come to the spot where the word of God says and she said to her husband behold now I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually let us make for him a little chamber All of a sudden, she goes from the spot of 
him passing by to creating a space for him in the middle of her life. She made a place for him. Now, as, as wealthy would have been in that era in that time, wealthy homes would have been surrounded by a wall. It's, they would have had a gate, almost like a small city. It, it, it would have, uh, it, inside the wall, many different functions would have happened. There would have been storage inside the wall, mostly accessible to the inside courtyard. There would have been things they stored on the wall, in the wall, mainly for protection, also for storage. But this wall, and this was something normal, that, 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 that wealthy people would build for dignitaries that might come by. Inside the wall, as she came in, with direct access to her home, she would build a door into that wall, and she would build a room. She would give him direct access to the center of her life. See, when we start and we really focus this at God, He brings it up to a place that He transforms it over and over and over again to us into a deeper and a deeper spot to where eventually what happens is the Word of God says that she said, I want to build a place for Him to stay here with me. Can you see the gradient growth that's happening here? Do you see the transition? It's going from milk to meat. It's going from being a child to putting away the things of a child. It's transforming from a man to a man of God. Or a woman to a woman of God. Because no longer is it now, hey, when he comes by, no longer is it every time he comes by. But it's now I want him to stay here. I want him to live here when he passes this direction. And the word of God says that they built this beautiful room. And when he built the room, he built four things into it. She built four things into this room. The first was a bed. See, because if you're going to have the presence of God continue in your life, that it makes the change in you, you first need to be able to rest in the presence of God. I need to speak to some believers today that are running around in every different direction and worrying about every different scene, about what's happening. You need to be able to rest in the presence of God. There's nothing outside the presence of God that can keep you. So if you stay in the presence of God, it'll not just keep you, but make you. And it's the only place that you can do that in. So you rest in the presence of God. She built a bed inside that room. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential 
to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me and we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com and we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcast and just feed on the Word of God.